When the coronavirus first shut down everything back in March of 2020, suddenly many of us had to stop in our tracks. Some people turned around and looked at the person they were with in their apartment building and went, how did I get here? Filmmaker M. Night Shyamalan was fortunate to be able to work from home during the pandemic and to think about his work differently. I think all of us went through some kind of examination, an amazing amount of loss and reflection that went on. For me personally, it was important pause. Knight just came off a string of three successful films with The Visit, Split, and Glass, movies that many saw as a return to form. He'd really started to hit the ground running, but maybe a little too fast. All those amazing good habits start to erode as you start to become successful and you have no time to do those good habits. So I was aware of going, hey, let's stop this up and down thing and take the pause. Where are we? What do I feel hollow about? What do I even want to achieve at this point? There's something beautiful about that of just sitting and letting ideas connect and who you are start to be more in alignment with the things you're doing. So he got to work on making his next film, Old, and it was born of his time spent workshopping on themes of aging and mortality, ideas especially resonant in a post-pandemic milieu. What happened to her? The body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. I'm Joe Skinner. This is American Masters Creative Spark. In each episode, we bring you the story of how one work of art came to exist in the artist's own words. Today's focus, M. Night Shyamalan, on the making of his newest film, Old. Original storytelling is a rare thing in Hollywood these days, with superhero adaptations and sequels running roughshod over the entire industry. But M. Night Shyamalan is one of a few commercial filmmakers still generating financial successes from one idea to the next, and frequently. Each and every time, I've learned not to apply anything from one movie to the next. You have to start all over each and every time. In 1999, Shyamalan's breakout hit, The Sixth Sense, stunned audiences. I see dead people. The movie took over the popular culture of the time. Butters, what on earth are you doing? seeing dead people. Me! I saw a ghost! Sure, the spoofs number in the thousands, but the movie also scared me half to death. And The Sixth Sense was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. These days, much less frequently does a single work of art tap such a nerve in our collective consciousness. But for Shyamalan, he pulled it off, and multiple times. There's a monster outside my room. Can I have a glass of water? Yes, the name M. Night Shyamalan has become synonymous with wild twist endings. But the real claim to fame should be his insistence on original storytelling. And when you see written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan on the screen at your movie theater, 
there's an expectation. That relationship with the audience comes with it a promise, and ignoring that promise would be disingenuous, I think. The Sixth Sense was a kind of a moment of me realizing who I am and making a contract with the world at the same time, and that has still allowed me to do other things within that contract. So I can do humor now, I can do romance, I can push things in certain ways without breaking the contracts. It's important to reinvent every single time what that contract means and that is there a way I can fulfill the contract in a different form each and every time. Shyamalan's newest film, Old, is no different. From its first teaser trailer, audiences were hooked by its central premise. One squarely in his wheelhouse, there's a beach where people get old very quickly. Except this time, Shyamalan is adapting from source material. This book, which was given to me by my daughters, this graphic novel called Sandcastle that was given to me on Father's Day, was strikingly cinematic. At just over 100 pages long, Sandcastle is a brisk read. The 2011 French graphic novel is about a group of people vacationing at a beach. They begin to age rapidly, decades pass within hours, and the book is cryptic and mysterious, leaving plenty of negative space for Shyamalan's imagination to roam. I was like, hmm, what does that frame mean? And I started jotting ideas down. And the book itself, the graphic novel, is very open-ended and more spiritual, more of a tone and a spiritual tone at the end, which I love, you know, and it was discussing where I was emotionally at that moment. Even though he was gifted the graphic novel four years earlier, its themes dovetailed with our collective moment of crisis in the height of the pandemic, where we've had a fear of not just mortality, but also of literal aging, now two years into this thing. My kids are growing up. My parents are uh, getting older. So I'm struggling with being in the middle and seeing all of this movement and the impermanence of what I'm calling my life. The thing I'm calling my life today is not going to be the case tomorrow and how scary that is. And that's what this graphic novel was about. And I I felt like, wow, I have to, to do this. So Shyamalan got to work. And to be able to put out a new movie from your own script almost every single year You need to have a plan. From the moment I decide this is the movie, that's a ticking clock. There is a momentum to creativity. And and so by saying six weeks for the outline and four pages a day for the first draft of the screenplay, and then the second draft is four weeks, and and on and on and on, like timetables, this kind of discipline has helped me fight through times when I'm lost or scared or easily taken off my artistic vision by someone around me or someone achieving, whether it's insecurity or envy or whatever it is that bounces through my head. And so the discipline says, I don't care, get your four pages done. For him, the craft of writing seems to be just as fundamental as the craft of producing. His process is a reminder that every job function in filmmaking intersects and impacts the storytelling. I make the movies as small as possible and I fund them and take the risk on myself and have a distribution entity that understands there is a commercial value to pre-existing feelings, pre-existing characters, but there is also a place for something wholly different and specific and original. And that thing that makes it pokey and not fit is the thing that makes it seen and remembered. And people are drawn to that. For a commercial film at the scale of Shyamalan's work, his independently funded model is quite rare, and it gives him more control. And during the pandemic, this became a critical factor. We were the first movie to go, 
and that was solely because I was writing the check and we could go. How does one approach a pandemic? There was no guidebooks. The unions hadn't even come up with anything yet. And so I just researched and did what I thought was the only way that I would make the movie. So M. Night Shyamalan gathered his cast and crew and set out to the Dominican Republic into uncharted territory as one of the first commercial films to shoot in the height of the pandemic. We're all going to truly bubble. We can buy out a whole hotel, and everyone that works at the hotel will stay with us. And everyone commits, the, the people at the hotel and cast and crew, to never leaving the hotel. And we go from the hotel to the beach, hotel to the beach, and back again. And whatever that extra cost is, I'm willing to do it. I bought COVID machines to test, and I brought a lab to right to our set, so everyone was getting tested. These are all new ideas. I was able to do it and move faster than everyone because I was paying for it. So these are the kind of value systems that I can promote because it's, it's a small movie that I control. Every aspect of production was tightly controlled ahead of time to anticipate and mitigate risk, right down to his reputation for tight storyboarding. Every single frame I've drawn, every single shot I've done in, in advance. Because of the pandemic, I spent even more time working through the movements and why we're using zooms and angular dollies versus direct dollies. But Shyamalan's production pushed the limits of what was possible. And even with his efforts to keep things in his control, there was always another risk right around the corner. I needed to shoot this year if I was going to have this cast. We run out of money, we run out of money. That's that, you know. But that created a certain love and, and appreciation for what we were doing that burns off in all of us. We were super grateful to shoot every day and be there and, and knew that tomorrow may not be something that we were given because a hurricane could come and they came and sometimes the beach went away. Their set literally disappeared during shooting. It eroded from the hurricane season and they had to rebuild and keep going. Lots of risks. I shot on film during a pandemic there's two labs in the United States that actually develop film, one in New York, one in L.A. If those shut down for pandemic reasons, lockdown reasons, you have undeveloped film. Could I shoot it on digital? Yes, but for me, once I see that the film is capturing something organic on that beach, it's just capturing something innately that digital is not capturing. And so when an audience member sees, let's say, a trailer for old, does the lady in Idaho know the difference between digital and film? No, but does she, she know that she feels a certain way by seeing that image? Wait, where are the kids? Trent! Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? That slightly grainy image of that woman turning and seeing her children grown for the first time. Mom? I'm, I'm right here. There's something about that image that sticks with her. The do-it-yourself spirit that emanates from M. Night Shyamalan is rooted in his precocious start to filmmaking. In many of his old DVD releases, you can find Easter eggs, early home movies. I know my copy of Signs is well-worn and contains a bonus feature, a tween-aged Shyamalan starring in his own homemade alien invasion. A rudimentary and miniature animatronic alien creeps around a suburban Philadelphia living room setting. You can see the radio antenna sticking out of its head. A young M. Night Shyamalan sits nearby, unaware of what comes next. Ah! 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 
the shorts on the weekend. I don't even if you can qualify them that shorts is probably an insult to shorts. When I was a kid on weekends with the neighbors and whether it was James Bond or Raiders or you name it, whatever it is, I was mimicking. Raiders of the Lost Ark, a film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Being the age that I was when Star Wars came out, seven, and when Raiders came out, 12, there was a sense of being spoken to with the highest level of dramatic efficacy. What did Spielberg mean when he did that? Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? The impact was verging on religion. It created a resonance that I wanted to return to and return to. And I think that ignited in me this irrational desire to think about it and be affected by it. And coming from an immigrant Indian family, the concept of becoming one of them it wasn't really on the table. And yet, as a teenager, Knight kept getting together with his friends on the weekends and shooting. I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and was addicted to the potential of what it, I, it could become. The gap between what I had in my head and what I actually executed was so massive that that could be so scary, but the gap was the thing I wanted to close. He picked up a book by Spike Lee on guerrilla filmmaking, and from there, he was destined to go to New York for film school. It felt like a practical way to close the gap. And so when I get made my, my first film, it actually started to kind of come together a little bit. The thing that I have in my head versus what's coming out, there's a lot of talk of religion and, and wow, there's you're interested in uh, emotion, you're interested in what would eventually become supernatural. There was something like a language that was beginning. Since his 1992 feature debut, Praying with Anger, all the way to our present day with his film Old, M. Night Shyamalan continues to circle around central themes of religion and the supernatural. Iterating is everything. And to find a way to iterate as much as possible safely is the goal in life. But I want to do it slightly differently every single time. Something wrong with this speech. What's happening? That I was inspired by the graphic novel Sandcastle for for old has a slight hyper tongue-in-cheeky quality, big bold colors of performances all juxtaposed against each other. You're eleven, right, Trent? I'm six. No. Really, are you ten, eleven? He's not lying. He's six. I'm specifically six and a quarter. And then each layer that you put on top of it, this language, so the, the cinema language of, in this case, uh, very inspired by Australian New Wave, like Peter Weir's Picnic at Hanging Rock, and, and definitely Nicholas Rogue's Walkabout, which, you know, for me is like, stayed with me forever and ever and ever. Well, where are we now? His movies just kill me. But you said we lost No, of course not. All the movies we love, they have a mastery of their own language. How I judge a director, whether it's a broad comedy, a buddy comedy, or some, you know, a very specific drama, is this control of tone. For M. Night Shyamalan, his own sense of tone is refined and honed in the edit room, where thrillers like old really find their rhythm. Editing is the last rewrite, and as you realize what was indulgent, what was redundant, all of those things, when you see old, it's relentless. 
because every single thing has been squeezed out of it. The premise of the movie in and of itself is that, that it's time's moving so fast that you don't have time to acclimate to anything that's happening. By the time you go, oh my God, you turn to the left and there's another thing that requires you to say, oh my God. And now you you have to hold on to both things and then there's five things and then there's 20 things and you've, you're losing your mind like they are. And that's the feeling I wanted to have is tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. Most of my movies, I want that that feeling, that relentlessness. Whatever's happening to us is happening very fast. You have wrinkles. When you come out of old, I, I want, hopefully, to you have felt what it was like to exist in a different timetable for that period of time and then come out and remember, wow, you're really lucky we're not going under that timetable. And, and what does that cause you to feel and reflect about either your ability to not be present or where you're obsessed about the past and the future. And hopefully it stays with you, the experience of these characters. The artistic process is an act of constantly shaping something near and dear to you. And if you do it professionally, at some point you need to let go. Each step of the way, M. Night Shyamalan has worked to anticipate and cultivate his audience's experience with his film. And because he's a filmmaker who likens his own cinematic experience to that of a religious catharsis, that final moment of sharing his film with an audience can be hard to reconcile. When you choose to show it to someone else and they are now seeing it with completely different eyes, that's a super scary moment, of course, for all of us. We create something, we see value in it, and then we show it to an audience and they see something else. The thing you have to hold on to is you're both right. In one of the most compelling moments in Old, two of the main characters stop battling against the ravages of time. They take pause and engage in one of the most apt metaphors for both the tragedy and the joy of life and the creative process. There's a certain point in the movie when they make a sandcastle and that's really when this intense, relentless thriller gets shattered. Making a castle out of sand is so powerful. The impermanence of it, you spending all this love and energy is just gonna get washed away when the high tide comes is so beautiful. And essentially it's kind of like the secret sauce. When you return to being a kid and find value in play and just do something as meaningless as making a castle in the sand that's about to get washed away, when you decide that that's important, you actually unlock something. Thank you to M. Night Shyamalan for his interview and for inviting us into his creative process. Join us for more episodes weekly as we continue to look into how artists make their work. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend and give us a rating or a review in your podcast app. Thanks. American Masters Creative Spark is a production of the WNET Group, media made possible by all of you. The show is produced by me, Joe Skinner. Our executive producer is Michael Cantor. Original music is composed by Hannes Brown. Funding for American Masters Creative Spark was provided by the Anderson Family Charitable Fund and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.